0: Hey, NoosaCast listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Please help us grow by subscribing or sharing the NoosaCast with friends, or follow us on Facebook, X, TikTok, or Instagram. Now let's get the show on the road.
1: The thing with lacrosse, you can work your way into having just incredible IQ and incredible stick, and you can get there through hard work, but it doesn't hurt, man, to be fast and strong, right?
0: Welcome to the NoosaCast. What is a NoosaCast? It's where we bring local folk stories to life through conversation. All right, NoosaCast listeners, welcome to episode 28. We are sitting here on a snow day uh tuesday and uh nice little storm out there joel i don't know about you but uh it definitely was not as bad as the media played it out to be
2: boy not even close to shit you know <laughs> you, you hate to rip another profession but been an official long enough get ripped so i'm gonna rip somebody else i mean <laughs> what the heck 12 hours ago or we sitting there watching the news and it and i get it, it's it's tough and weather moves and and 100 miles makes a huge difference but yeah i thought i was going to wake up this morning you know to six inches of snow and 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 not be able to get out of my driveway and then you know <laughs> i understand stuff gets pushed in a little bit a couple of hours later and they're saying at noon or whatever are yeah. supposed to get it i'm i delivered mail all day today and it was it wasn't the greatest day in the world but uh, it wasn't bad it was certainly nothing close to what uh what they thought you know you you would yeah. mention it but you're absolutely right and i guess it's maybe just the the state of the world that we're in right now but wow do they sensationalize weather don't they every <laughs> yeah. little thing is, is it just scrolls across the screen and breaking into you know your twitter feed explodes and your phone right. chimes off and you know it's wall-to-wall coverage on the local news it's 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 unbelievable the the, the focus on weather and it's it's not really a fault i guess of the meteorologist but it's not a 100 accurate science right no no
0: it's not um you know the the whole storm system actually went a little bit south and east and that little bit of south and east of that low pressure uh makes a huge difference i talked to my students Yesterday, and I told them 100%, I said, I, I 100% believe that you're not getting a snow day. I told all my classes that, and I had to go into school last night, and my students are like, oh, you you were wrong. You were wrong. It's like one of the first times or whatever. And I'm like, I will admit that I'm wrong. We, we're we having a snow day tomorrow, but I guarantee you on, month, on Wednesday when you come in, you're going to be like, yeah, Mr. Toshner, you're actually right. We probably shouldn't have had a snow day. And I, I told them exactly what actually happened. I was looking at the weather and showing them where the low pressure was probably going to go and how I thought we were probably going to get around four to five inches of snow. And uh, they're like, whatever, you're just a teacher. Huh. I'm like, yep,
2: I am, you're right. Yeah, what do you but know? But
0: I, uh, I might have guessed right this time,
2: <laughs> so. <laughs> and I, I mean, I get that there probably is some guessing involved. Uh, that was, and, and as, a, as a teacher, I don't know if you have the answer, for this but back in our day you never cancelled school the day before I mean that that was part of the no. some of the excitement maybe the kids miss out on a snow day is you used to write get up and look at the scroll and, and see if your, yep. your school was across or maybe you'd flip on WHBY and listen to them rattle off every school and and uh, that, that was the only way to do it. Right. You didn't have text on your phones. No. They you had to go downstairs,
0: call. look at the TV. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'd get up early and you'd be, you'd be fired up, but it was never canceled the day before. No. And there is no way school was getting canceled today back in. And I don't want to sound like yeah. that old guy, even though I sound like this- that old guy. Did you used to walk up uphill both ways, Joe? Yeah, 10 miles both ways. And it, the weird thing was, it was a blizzard every single day, too. Middle oh, of July, yeah. snowstorm. Uphill 10 miles every day.
0: You were in school in the middle of July? Yeah, like, That's crazy. Wow, that
2: was special, Josh.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, you know what? I mean, I don't want to blame anybody. Um, the storm did kind of take a turn, and, you know, that, that does happen. That's what's so tricky about weather, even with all the computers and and predictions and everything else they make um mother nature is going to do what it wants to oh, and yeah. uh, and this in this uh this just turned to the south and you know like i said a little bit um and and we don't get as much as we thought we were going to
2: you mentioned mother nature and you're never going to beat mother nature mother nature is <laughs> undefeated in the in this world
0: yeah absolutely well we could probably sit here and be and talk about the weather like grouchy old men (laughs) grumpy old men just like the movie but um we got some good things to talk about uh the green bay packers what are what a great run at the end of the season here to qualify for the tourney as you say uh get into the playoffs
2: i came to learn pretty quickly predictions and one of my uh forgetting and forgotten i uh i said i'm forgetting the packers they're done that was i don't know four weeks ago maybe and uh (laughs) one of our loyal listeners steve uh I love that he he goes back and listens to every show where the only podcast he's ever listened to is the Noosa cast. And <laughs> I love that. But uh, he so kindly reminded me that, uh, that I made that, that prediction. And indeed I was wrong. The Packers are in the playoffs and I should know better than yeah. that. You you know, you never make predictions like that, that, that far out, anything can happen and anything can right. happen in the NFL. and, Hey, they're getting hot. You, you never know. Now, now yeah. you go up against the old ball coach, Mike McCarthy, and
0: right that'll be
2: – Packers you have never what? lost it's... in Dallas, I thought I heard. That. I think I heard that stat today. Never lost really. in Dallas, yeah. Hmm.
0: I just – you know, when it gets to this point, anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. Yeah. And that was proven last Sunday with some of the upsets and the Jaguars losing, and Philadelphia has lost four in a row now. And, you know, it's it just uh, – when you – when you're a professional team, somebody's somebody's going to get hot at the right time. They're going to beat a bad team's going to beat a good team. And uh, so when we get to this point, there's a lot of excitement. And, you know, there's a lot of excitement around here in uh, in Green Bay and in Wisconsin. And, you know, this is great for all the uh, bars and restaurants that are going to be playing the game. And it brings in money to the area. And, you know, even though it's not a home game, uh, there's still going to be a lot of people out and abouts. Right. and watching a game. So, this is fantastic. It gives us another week to be excited.
2: No, I I agree. I mean, we grew up in the, the 70s and 80s it wasn't like this and and you have to cherish every year you make the playoffs. This was an unexpected playoff year, I would say, and yeah. That's pretty darn cool. And in the last time if I'm remembering correctly, the last time they were a what are they? A sixth seed or a last seed in, in the, the 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 playoff in the wild card, they uh, they went on and won the Super Bowl. So, all I'm right. not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but hey, you, you never know. Nope. and
0: we have some other things. Uh, well, I, I'm i being a hockey guy. Uh, the World Juniors just ended in Sweden, and USA came away with the gold, which was fantastic. Nice. Kind of beat up on Sweden 6-3 in the uh, finals. So that's fantastic to see. Um, now all those, all those, I want to say kids, young men, are going to go back off to their college teams and, you know, we have lots of young men who are drafted and uh, they'll be going, you know, to the NHL at some point. So pretty cool to see. It was a lot of fun to watch. And in two years, uh, 2026, it's going to be in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So that's fantastic. That's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Nice. Will those kids come and play for, like, the Gamblers or in that same same league? Uh,
0: those kids are going to be going to D1 schools right away. Oh, they do? Okay. and. Uh, they'll be going to possibly NHL but most of them are D1 they're playing D1 um i don't even know who the youngest kid playing was i I'd, I'd have to look that up but sure. a lot those are those are a top level you know 20 and under kids right right
2: no that that's that's great i mean that's hockey curling yeah. all the winter sports basketball they're all heating up i know great great high school basketball this weekend um yep and
0: we had a national championship last night's yeah. Michigan. We don't did. like to cheer for them, but you know mm-hmm. you had to kind of cheer for a Big Ten school. El Presidente um,
2: Dave is excited at being being a Michigan man yeah. that he is, and
0: yeah, I, I can't just can't really cheer for him. I, ugh. you know, it just goes weirdly, against everything. I everything like Harbaugh. in my body.
2: Huh? I, I I get that. Yeah, I'm sort of the same way, but I've, for some reason I like Harbaugh. I I don't know why. Oh. Maybe I mean, I, see, I, I'm just even when he was with the Bears, he was just kind of always a character. I get a kick out of that family.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just the opposite. I do not like Harbaugh. So <laughs> I I don't know. We'll see what happens to Michigan. It could be the end of a end of a run because they've they're losing some guys and uh, they could lose Harbaugh.
2: Yeah, it appears like he might go to the NFL. So I, I, yeah, it it would so. be I, it'd be kind of cool. It wouldn't be good for the Packers, but it would be cool if he went to the Bears. Uh, coach, I mean, I he, yeah. I think he's just one heck of a coach, really. I mean, he's yeah. Well, he's proven himself absolutely. Yeah, he he absolutely has. But we'll see. I don't know. I guess it seems like the front runner right now, is San Diego. But who knows? You never know. Yeah, yeah. And Tosh probably the biggest news out of everything, you know, Fish does their uh, their their four night run in Madison Square Garden over New Year's every year. So much so that they have a banner hung, but uh they just released today uh a two hour uh video from from uh, the thirty first where they did the whole game Henge saga start to finish. Okay. So and for for any fish so- fans, I know that there there's several that, that listen to this podcast that are rapid fish fans they'll they'll uh, they'll love the fact that game hedge was covered for the first time in i think 30 years start to finish there you go epic
0: excellence well we got a great episode this week um we're going to dive back into the world of lacrosse yes and you're going to hear all you know fantastic fantastic lacrosse mind Joe.
2: no i, I so you you can't and we'll talk about this when Roger Hornberger. So, I mean, you you can't talk about lacrosse in this area without we, we, we talked to Chris Green earlier and, you know, we've talked to some coaches and things like that. But but Roger is Danny. Danny Falski. Right, exactly. Um, but Roger a 100%. Yeah. But to the excitement, just the foundation of lacrosse being built in northeastern Wisconsin, Roger is one of, you know, probably one of the four quote founding fathers cornerstones however you want to phrase that of, of of just kind of building that foundation and that's led to you know kimberly lacrosse and and just the strengthening in the fb or in the in the bay valley even even to a certain extent making lawrence's job just slightly easier because people know what lacrosse is and it's guys like rogers mm-hmm. you know it's guys like marsh and chris green and you know paul espinoza and Becky Ontaric or people like that, that, that um, not everybody knows, but without those people there, there just isn't lacrosse and the opportunities that these kids have now to play and that have had to play over the last several years are just, it's, it's equal to any other sport out there. You think of baseball, basketball, whatever, AAU, all of that, all of that, you, you know, you can find something like that in the world of lacrosse uh, right here in Northeastern Wisconsin, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm, you're going to enjoy the episode. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, check us out on YouTube where you get your throwbacks as well. We appreciate you, the word of mouth, just telling people about the podcast.
2: And um, we hope you can continue to enjoy it. We should shout out Tosh. I know we did in the recap, but... but- taylor's wife Lindsay, who does the social media for yeah. us for the NUSA cast, she is killing it it's pretty cool check out the newscast we're, we're really trying to just dive into the community on, on all the different platforms and just uh throw some content out there for you folks <laughs>
0: All right, Newscast listeners, it is time we take that look at history uh, somewhere around northeast Wisconsin, could be around the world. Um, and we just take a look and see what was happening. So, um, Joe, you got something for an old look at new?
2: Well, I do, Tash. You know, we, uh, this is prime TV watching season, right? We watch uh, we watch football, the, 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 uh the bowl games have just been played the national championship has just been played and we're in full swing of the nfl and if we're not there in person we're, we're watching it on tv and i tell you what it's pretty amazing isn't it hd tv well i was looking and on december 30th 1953 the first color tv sets went on sale rca company that uh I mean, I still remember, but they're, they're not too prominent anymore. They set up 20 target markets, and Milwaukee was actually one of those target markets to to see if people actually would purchase a color TV. Come a long way since 1953.
0: Yeah, exactly. That is pretty crazy. 1953, Nin- first color TV. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For, and now you can go to Walmart and get a 60-inch television for a couple hundred dollars.
2: Oh, it's it's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, they said they were uh, most TVs were 21, 21 inch black and white TVs back in the day. But wow. but then th- this one the, the first ones in 1953 were a 12-inch color TV. 12-inch 12 12 inch color. <laughs> it's about the size of your iPhone now. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> How about you nice. Tash?
2: Uh, what uh well, What are you looking at?
0: We're going to go back to 1962, January 8th. And in 1962, Um, at the los angeles open jack nicholas made his pro debut ah yeah so january 8th 1962 jack nicholas pro debut at the los angeles open and he finished tied for 50th
2: very nice (laughs) the golden bear so
0: probably not exactly uh the start he wanted but obviously things turned out all right for jack
2: that's right everybody's still chasing jack nicholas
0: yeah, absolutely. But that was pretty cool, 1962.
2: Yes, so. yes. A long time ago for both of us. But I like it, <laughs> Tosh. That was our old look at new. All right,
0: Newscast listeners, I'm super excited. You're going to love this interview. Um, I know we've hit lacrosse a few times, but when you talk about lacrosse in the area, um, there are several people who are key. And this person, uh, Roger Hornsberger is he is a key person to bring lacrosse to this area and to help it expand.
2: Yeah. hundred percent Tash, There's, there's a couple of people in this area that, that really deserve credit. I mean, it's uh, one, I want to say you're, you're right. We, we have talked a lot of lacrosse and really the short time that we've been the new cast, but it is special one. It's very close to us. I mean, I had a son that played lacrosse. Roger has has been Owens coach uh in, in the past. So I've I've known Roger mm-hmm. for a long time. I've officiated the sport with him. Uh you know I've I've watched him coach coaches teams. Um so he's he's huge. He's he's been, you know, we get into it a little bit when he first moved. He's an East Coast guy and, and as we talk about East yeah. Coast lacrosse is I, I always kind of compare it to what Friday night football is to here. That that's kind of what lacrosse is is there. It's 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 way bigger and right. especially in the high school on the east coast but it's slowly making its 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 way here and and even in the time that i've been involved with lacrosse for the last eight years or so it's really growing since then and i know tash you're yeah. you're involved you know um your son ethan is, is is involved and you're seeing the right the growth as well but like we've been saying guys like roger and Paul Espinoza and, and Chris Green we had on, on one of our very first Newscast episodes. You know, Chris was Chris is really the one that introduced brought the sport of lacrosse here to to this area. But but Roger's one of those guys that helped grow it, help expand it, help bring knowledge to coaches, to parents. You know, yeah. one of the things with, with sort of a, a a niche or niche, I, I don't know. We always talk about I don't know what the right <laughs> word is, but especially with sports like that, they're fun kids kind of latch on to them especially when you have a good coach like roger but right nobody else really knows how to coach it parents don't you know anybody can coach baseball right you know but some better than others but you know you you, you at least know the lingo of baseball or maybe even football to a certain extent Mm -hmm. extent nobody knows lacrosse they don't understand it they don't it's just they sit there with their mouth open looking at people running on the field having no idea what's going on but they can still yell at officials, so that that that's key. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know the thing, and then I think one of the keys about this interview, and I think you as a listener are going to really enjoy it, is just Roger's perspective. Um, he's got a great perspective on not only lacrosse but pretty much all sports, and um, it's going to come through. But it's also going to come through is just his love, and not really his necessarily his love of uh, of lacrosse, but his love of coaching and being there for kids
2: yeah roger at the end of the day is a lacrosse junkie you you, you think of that basketball gym rat that just loves basketball so much he did, all he wants to do is shoot that's roger with lacrosse he still plays yeah. lacrosse and i should mention so you know we, we've mentioned well if you're first listening to this well great roger hornsberger likes lacrosse but what does he really do And and he he's the 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 varsity head coach at at kimberly kimberly yep. papermakers varsity coach first one in the history kimberly's is it their fourth year something like that they're a relatively so. new yeah. new program um R- roger was involved in 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 appleton he was a longtime coach at, at appleton he actually then helped uh when, when he was with Appleton start the kimberly youth program so that was really the seed that started the 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 high school program, you obviously need to have the youth playing. You need players if you're going to start a high school program. So, um, but more than that, he he just he bleeds lacrosse. You'll see him in the Appleton Park and Rex program teaching lacrosse. You know, you'll see him in the summer. The the different um, summer lacrosse is very much like basketball, where you you have Scotty who's been here for a lot of years. Roger was a coach there, so yeah, Ro- Roger's a fantastic lacrosse coach. He's a very good official. Um, You know, he just wants the game to be successful. So he knows we need officials. He hops on, puts the stripes on. He last year, the year before, I think that the officiating shortage in, in girls lacrosse is even worse than it is in boys. And he learned the rules to girls lacrosse and became a girls lacrosse official. So we we love the sport. We there's some tremendous character so i guess that's why our focus a little bit here in the first 28 episodes that we've had has been a little bit lacrosse heavy but we think it's worth it now you're gonna love the story of roger i mean he's a he's a fantastic guy and he just bleeds lacrosse and and we're very very lucky to have him in northeastern wisconsin
0: yeah so sit back uh grab your favorite cup of joe or adult beverage and enjoy this interview with roger
2: what is your story, Roger? I mean, you—you you came here. You're, you're not an Appleton guy. You're an East Coast guy. You brought the—you brought East Coast lacrosse knowledge.
1: So I was—I uh, was in Jersey um, for 14 years. I mean, I'm an East Coast guy. I did spend four years out of college in. Um, boy, going through my history is going to take a while. So I'll try to go really quick. <laughs> I, I grew up on Long Island, where lacrosse is normal, and everybody does it. Um, I started playing in seventh grade, as I like to tell the kids, in
3: 1975,
1: <laughs> um, and I started in gym class. Yeah, okay, gym. we had a four-six week segment of a Syracuse guy who played for Syracuse, and he ran gym class. And there was a math teacher at the middle school I was at, and we just did a cradled up and down. I got—I remember, I still remember—I got an A. You know, and I'd never played before. And it was the first plastic sticks. So anyway, I played in high school. I played at Brown. Uh, I tried to play at Brown. I never made it. I, I played football and lacrosse, which is the most normal, natural thing in the world, is to play football and lacrosse. And my list of examples uh, goes on and on. Starts with Jim Thorpe. Sure. Uh, Jim Brown uh, where, yeah. where do you want to go? Uh, and, and right on <laughs> up to the, the latest one is the Alabama quarterback right. who was at Notre Dame, went to Alabama, played quarterback. Now he's transfer portal into uh Notre Dame to play lacrosse. lacrosse yeah. Play so, <laughs> you know, lacrosse my son played football and lacrosse, you know, that whole deal. So anyway, played in college, played some club, kids got born. So hung out for a while. Um, then, uh, and then my son got it. My son, I coached my son. I gave him a choice and he, it was, and this is all parents should just follow their kids. Don't, don't lead their kids because that's how you get burnout. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, what do you want to do? You want to play lacrosse or baseball? He said, baseball. And we got through seventh grade football. Seventh grade football is like, dad, I want to play lacrosse. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> and then he was totally into it. And so that got me back into it. I started coaching again, coaching with my buddy. And then kind of a bunch of things in my life all came to a crossroads. And it was uh, stay in Jersey or uh, move. And I ended up moving with my company, Miller Electric's awesome, um, and ended up with an opportunity out here. But there was no way I was coming to Wisconsin if there wasn't some lacrosse. And I went (laughs) to Chris Green's and Eric Marsh's practice, at Valley Athletics back in the day. And I said, okay, there's lacrosse here, I can come. And next <laughs> thing I knew, we were doing exactly what you talked about, starting uh, starting Appleton Youth, making it up as we went along. Uh, it's so awesome now when you go in June, you see, I don't know, how many kids is there? What, two, 300 kids, whatever there are, all playing. And and it all started yeah. with three teams, three or four teams. I think Oneida, us, Appleton, Nina, Oneida, Nina, Appleton, and Kimberly. And then we kinda of, Stevens Point came along pretty quick and Wassail came along pretty quick. Yeah. And yeah, I love it. I, I absolutely love the space we're in. I think we're in some interesting times in lacrosse right now and some some inflection points, you know, with WIA coming right. and stuff. Um and so I'm I, and you know, I, I had a really tough uh, decision of you know my son was in when i was coaching youth at appleton i mean i definitely would love to have coach high school but i was reffing with you joe <laughs> and as you say uh finding mouthpieces that aren't put that's in that's right and roger's a master uh, of that right you,
2: you are the apps i tell everybody that you you are the greatest official at picking up whether whether a player has a mouthpiece or not in in his mouth
1: no, it's an anti-concussion uh, device.
2: <laughs> it, is. Really it is correct facts.
1: Um, so anyway, so I, I kind of made that work right because coaching youth and coaching and ref in high school wasn't a problem, but then my son, you know, played four years at D two, and I was flying back and missing weekends here and there. That I said, there's no way I could have done a varsity job. Okay. So then when he graduated, um, then that kind of got my opportunity to say, okay, I want to go help a varsity team uh, grow. And I I just thought the sport in general with Kimberly as a, you know, one of the participants would be better off if Kimberly had a solid foundation and the guys had started it. You know, we had good coaches. And I just went in and say, guys, I'd love to coach your team. And they said, what about our current coaches? And those guys have been awesome. I said, just, yeah, they can all be my assistants. Jason Diem's been off to be our um, youth director, and he runs the box for me, and and all the guys have stayed with, and and it's, it's been awesome. Now I've got players coming back and helping out as assistants, sure. so it's been great.
2: You know? you know, it's been interesting. We we had a few weeks ago. We had Nick Salmon, and and he started basically the the youth football program, which ultimately feeds into the high school and and improves the varsity level. And I mean, you you did the same thing. I mean. Like any of these sports, it, it really, and especially lacrosse being a grassroots sport, especially in this area, I mean, it starts with the youth. You got to have that solid foundation at the youth and even more so, I guess Absolutely. it happens in football as well, but you're training the coaches as well. I mean, nobody, nobody here well, has played.
1: That's literally what I just came from, Joe, was, was, was coaching the coach, the youth coaches. Right. <laughs> you know, cause they, they they're dads that are all in. They love the fact that their kids love the sport, but they want to learn how to coach. Right right and yeah. so yeah it's kind of like you gotta to turn out the first car you got to build a factory you know right so
2: absolutely and
1: right. um, we've been doing that and we you know slowly over time you're going to get kids that come back that have kids right and and right but, you know we're not there yet we're in between right so it is f- a lot of me and chris green everybody else running around but you know it's great having like mikey zadroga come in the area now yeah yeah uh, who you guys had on um marrying coaches have been help helpful over the years. Right. Right. Um, and, and kids are coming back. If you look in the Bay Valley, um, you know, some of our coaches are guys that were former players now, you know, so, so we're getting there. I think I'm really, I'm so, I can't, I could just gush for a long time about WIAA and how important it was to, to get that recognition. Um, I mean, uh, it's like it was hard for me to even understand that the sport wasn't federated when I first came out right. here. I was like, what? You know, because, you know, New York State has 410 high schools playing lacrosse. And I'm like, what? wow. Well, of course it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's not federated here. Oh, yeah. We got to wait for fields. We got And and um, just the, also just – and Joe, you know this. Todd, you know. Oh, isn't that a club sport is like the thing the other parents right. say. Well, now yeah. i can say no it's actually a federated wia sport you know it's like it's a dumb question if you look at my players this year they're going to have refs i hope <laughs> we're going to have you know fields uniforms buses everything we had last year it's just now we're in a much more of a um the umbrella of professionals helping you run the sport because right. we ran around the coaches trying to coach your teams and run their sports and the presidents and everybody else. And, you know, it's just there's only so much you could do now. Hopefully we have you know professional help uh, with athletic directors. I could I could tell you for hours how how great uh, Ryan McGinnis has been as our athletic director at Kimberly. I mean, he has just been from day one, giving great advice, um, giving great support, helping where he could. Um, you know, his, his watchword was be patient, but persistent. And we've been that. And now it's, it's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping we have, um, you know, 40, uh, perhaps even 50 kids, uh, playing loss at Kimberly, which it started from my, my Appleton U14 team X number years ago, we had like six or seven Kimberly kids on it. And then they were done with u 14, like, Hey, we want to keep playing. I said, "Well, go start a team," and they did, you know. And, and that's kind of what what I, I inherited after two or three years. So, I, but but, the, but it was hard. I, can I tell a story about Joe Ornstein's kid, Tosh? Because <laughs> sure, <kid>. go ahead. <laughs> so Owen, first of all, Owen was perpetually in the penalty box because he was just bigger than the other kids. But anyway, my son comes out. My son's a big kid, and he's coaching us. And Owen, this is like the hardest part of moving to Wisconsin. Owen, Joe's kid comes up to my son and says, hey, coach, where do you want to put my big? And my son had to come over to me and say, dad, I have no idea what that kid just said. (laughs) I said, son, I think he wants to know where to put his lacrosse bag. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <It was> like... <laughs> so Owen Ornstein is a joke is kind of like a, a, a common joke between me and my son it's like we just say yeah I need my big
2: <laughs> yeah I don't think I've heard different dialect that. It's been, right
1: it's been great you know I I think there's so many things positives about being out here as opposed to east coast you know people talk about east coast or the other hotbeds I like the fact that they're all public schools that are playing. Oh, Yeah, there's a mix yeah. of parochial schools too, right? But they're not dominant. I mean, like my buddies back on Long Island, they run a youth program. The kids, they develop them, everything else. And then they all go off to Chaminade or St. Anthony's. And they're on the fourth line midfield. And, you know, oh, I'm going to be D1 and all that stuff. So it's – we don't have that problem yet, I hope. Um, <laughs> we do have – I see some East Coastification happening, but you know that happens everywhere. By the way, the interview you guys had last week with the Xavier AD and, and volleyball, I, I felt like I could say yes to almost everything he said. <laughs> it was like the only thing. The only thing I'd say is a little bit different is we do not have club is not dominating. It's the okay. high school's experience is still really important. I think yeah. it's a crying shame when kids. Don't play their high school team to go play, uh, I don't know soccer, travel, whatever. Right. You right. only have one high school experience. Don't you want to spend it with your friends and your community and the kids you grew up with, other yeah. than some strangers on some team you tried out for, and then you try out for another team, and you try out for another team, and you're flying around, and all of a sudden, pretty soon, you're like, what? What just happened? Right. Yeah. You know? uh, so I, I, I like where we're at. Certainly okay. there is a club environment, which I know about. And, you know, uh, Mikey's doing construct and, and we've had Scotty and all that. But I still love the fact that the high school um, program is important and, um, you know, and, and get so many kids to play because that's where I came from. Right. I played yeah. high school. There was no club or anything like that. And my parents certainly would not have had the means to put me on a club
2: way back. When, he, so. You know, I, I people ask it a, a, a lot of. I mean, you're, you're an educator of lacrosse here, but what is lacrosse like on the East coast for in, in high school, the high school experience, I always equate it to, you know, Friday night lights here. It's, it's sort of that similar experience. Yes.
1: I mean, I think, I think the, what would I say that the numbers are really the different and then the distillation of talent you get out of the numbers. I mean, we've got athletes here that are just as good as East coast kids, but the difference is, you know, um like my son's my son's high school he he played in Jersey Sparta New Jersey they had they had five they first of all all the football kids played lacrosse and all the lacrosse kids yeah. played football at the skill position my son was actually an offensive tackle and defensive end probably a bigger <laughs> lacrosse player he's 6'5 right he's a big kid mm-hmm. so he played football and lacrosse and that was like the most natural thing when the one school he was at the offensive coordinator in football was the head lacrosse coach, vice versa. (laughs) So it was a big, you know, sharing of, um, of those, you know, those kind of skilled athletes, I'd say that's what's maturing here. I guess I would say we're on a, we're on a progression there. A lot more hockey kids here than you have out East because hockey's big out East, but there's not that many. Right. and, Um, you know, Long Island teams and stuff like that. So I think the difference is just there's more kids playing. So when you get in and and there's good and bad to that. And also, you know, I love the fact that for 95% of the kids here, when they get in a car after a youth game or high school game, dad has no clue how to criticize them. So (laughs) they just say, good job, son. It looked like you had fun. Which is yeah. what they should say, regardless of what sport they're playing. Right. Right. I mean, right. I, I, I tell my parents, and I don't know if they all listen, but no PGA, no post-game analysis, please. Absolutely. Really. I mean, the kids, they're having fun. They're jacked up. You know, they just played. They just won. They just lost, whatever. Let's uh, let's keep it positive and, and just make sure they're having fun and are involved in something. You know, I mean, I think it's so important for kids to be involved in something, uh, regardless of whether – you know, I was. I loved. I loved uh, uh, Coach Coach Hergis. He said, "You know, on one sport, you're the star, and on the other sport, you know, you're the you're the support guy." And I think yeah. that's just awesome. And they're awesome. All the lessons you learn from being a team team player, uh, I think lacrosse offers those opportunities. Um, and I'd also start where he started. He said, "You know, volleyball's fun. Lacrosse is fun. That's just oh, yeah. flat out fun." I mean, I played both went off to college to play football and lacrosse and football is like someone invented this job, you know, and I'm trying to get an engineering degree. And I'm like, this is not, this was fun in high school when I was playing. And, you know, then I was like, Oh, it was work, you know, in college. I mean, I understand you got to work to get better at stuff. There's no doubt about that. Right. But this was like, not fun. like, Oh, I'm not doing that. I I knew I wasn't going to the NFL. There were guys on my high school team, that on my college team, that went to the NFL, but I was not going to be one of them. And I'm like, this is work. Whereas lacrosse practice, if the only thing coaches can do is to make it not fun. We have screwed up if we make it not fun because it is a fun sport to practice and play games. So, yeah, Joe, I, and yes, when you get to Long Island Championship or uh, Suffolk County Championship or New York State, it is, it is a big deal.
0: I wanted to go back. Um, when Casey Paul was here, he oh, yeah. and this this is something you said as well. It was a it was a gym teacher who brought it in and you just yep. said you had a gym teacher as well. Do you think I mean now that WIA is coming in and the the sport is growing that maybe we can get that more into the elementary schools and Yeah, I, I think
1: I think every, you know, to grow any sport um, you know, YMCA Right involvement uh, yeah. certainly uh, physical education right Vento who was Casey's guy um, yeah. just introduced it to him and he took three guys it would be like if you you went to some other planet and introduced a sport to three guys and they were all all became Tiger Woods I mean that's what <laughs> the Pals did and they yeah. their town didn't have lacrosse it's <laughs> right. like unreal what they did you know. They, so yes i couldn't agree more and and yeah i you know phys ed's a great way to to get it going and and i'm really excited we got the girls going now too I
3: mean,
1: uh, three years ago i probably right around this time i was in a in a meeting at kimberly we had one girl that had played eighth grade boys lacrosse and she wanted (laughs) to keep playing lacrosse and she came in and i said hey get the word out and we'll go figure this out. And we had uh, like 20, 20 some odd girls and said, hey, if you guys want to play, someone step up and be the coach. And that's all we need is players. And now they got, they're probably going to have a JV and a varsity this year. And that's awesome. Uh, they got girls doing really
2: well. Do you have coaches on, on the girls side, coaches on the girls side too?
1: Yeah. So um, it's one of those things. Uh, yeah. Heather, Heather Van Boom. And she stepped up as a mom. Who had coached some soccer in the past and uh, has gotten us going, and and this year we have we have a a young uh, young woman who moved to the area who actually played in Texas okay. and played oh. in college, and she's helping the team out. So, Excellent. Yeah. And then Truett Wilson seems to be everywhere these days, coaching lacrosse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's he's helping out too. So, oh, good yeah. for him. That's awesome. Not on our high school team, to be clear, but he's coaching he's where he can. You know? Right. Yeah.
2: And then simultaneous coaching the with all of this, I mean, we we have all of this at the youth level as well. I mean, there's girls at, at just about every age level as well.
1: Yeah, we are we are registering and trying to get a girls uh, U14 team for Kimberly. We've had a couple of joint efforts and things like that, but yeah, we I mean, got it. That has to happen. Absolutely has to. And what happens is, I always say. You know, boys have sisters and sisters have brothers. So then the one finds out about the right. sport. Next thing you know, you got two or three lacrosse players. I mean, the Odgers are a perfect example. The, uh, you know, Luke Odgers kind of, I mean, Kimberly started, I was at a, some practice, I'm like, I don't know, whatever. He's in fifth grade. I just was with him and his dad watching the, the Packers win. And he's in his second year of college. And, but in fifth grade, I said, Hey, man, where are you from? And he said, Kimberly. I said, "Oh yeah, where's your mom?" And we went over and found his mom. And I said, "Hi, Amy. Amy Roger Winberger. I said, uh, "How you doing?" I said, "Do you ever hear of Kimberly LaCrosse?" And she says, "No." I said, "That's right, because you're going to start it," and that's what we did. <laughs> she did. Nice. <laughs> her and her husband and a whole bunch of gauges, and yeah. Next thing you know, they Luke went out and, and recruited twenty kids on his own and here we are
2: luke was the face-off kid sure right yeah 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 he was a good kid yeah
1: really really good face-off kid yep yep yeah he's uh he was running practice tonight you know nice yes so
2: yeah is he playing yes, in college yeah, he's, got,
1: he's playing so he played a year at juco yeah oh yeah. Uh, did really well but had some had some health uh issues uh and he's actually playing at northern michigan oh. uh club but it's pretty good club uh yeah it's he's yeah. uh, having fun it travels all over playing yep i had the class my 22 class which was that first group we had six kids uh commit to college uh and wow. they've all they're all doing different stuff uh in the midwest two of them went out east to baltimore um Kids got hurt, you know, stuff sure. like that. Anything happens in a normal college kid. But
2: they had the opportunity, which is great. It and is so. amazing how many kids in, in – really, just in the last few years, I feel like it's really accelerated. But there's a lot of kids in the Bay Valley now that are going on to play in – whether it's D3, uh, D1, whatever. I mean, Gage from yep. Bayport, right? He's he's playing professional even right now, yep. right? Or no, yeah, who's – Yeah, uh, Gash. Gash, Gash. Yeah, Gash. G- yeah, yep, Gash. Gash. yeah, yeah. Yep. He is
1: – well, he's – I mean – I wish someone had. I mean, I was a little freaky. He's totally freaky when I was 18. Like, I mean, he is a monster. And I would sit there and I'm like, this kid, I don't care where, I don't care if he's from uh, Borneo, man. He could play lacrosse. And um, he took a weird path, but he ended up playing at Albany, which is a serious D1 program. And now he's playing in the pros. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, he's, you know, it helps to be. First guy off the bus looking type person. He's 6'4", yeah. 220 ripped and incredible right. athlete and really really good lacrosse player. Yeah, he's
2: yeah, he was one of the few. You don't see too many of them. I've been fortunate officiating to see a couple Braylon Allen being one of them, but but Isaiah um being the other wow. one And those guys just look different. Those those D1 yeah. athletes they just it's hard to describe but they're just different, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they got a got I mean, it's just, there's, there's a genetic component to that somewhere in there. I mean, you gotta, you gotta have the goods. I mean, you can work the thing with lacrosse, you can work your way into having just an incredible IQ and incredible stick. Um, and you can get there through hard work, but it doesn't hurt man to be fast. and strong. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Not,
2: that, that never hurts. Does it never hurts? Never hurts. What, what is your assessment here now of, of the Bay Valley? What, uh, yeah, the season where we're when practice starts. here, I, I know guys are captains, practices, things like that. Uh, yeah. Lacrosse is a spring sport, March. as most people know. But uh, what what's the Bay Valley look like first yeah, it's year? It's a
1: spring sport, but we don't have spring in Wisconsin, yeah, Joe. That's great. I, I,
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> but fortunately, we just had spring a couple of weeks ago. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think um, I think the Bay Valley. I mean, um, two of the uh, and. and there's we're going through the growing pains of WIA. Like, what's going to happen with the conferences and stuff? Because the FRCC, there's the FEA, there's other stuff. But if you look at it, um, you know, we've had our we we're we're when you look at Appleton, you look at Nina on uh, you know Nina and, and Appleton were certainly top ten teams last year, um, and then we were right in the middle. You know, Bayport. Um, all those guys, we're, we're kind of – we certainly have uh, some strong programs up here. Um, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, Nina really surprised some folks last year. Um, and, and Appleton played them really tough. Uh, I, I went to a bunch of Appleton's games. So uh, Danny's uh, first year, I think he did a great job. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where we go. Uh, Bayport – I Whenever I go there, it's 40-mile-an-hour winds yeah. and 40 degrees <laughs> and raining in my face. And I get off the bus, and I'm like, really? Like, really? Like, come on, guys. It's May, for crying out loud. That but, place is
2: unreal so when it comes. one year we'll
1: beat them, and next year they'll beat us. So we'll see. Right. We'll see how we do.
2: Yeah, Bayport weather. It's, it's always pack a jacket, always pack pants. You, you, Absolutely. Yeah, it can be 80 degrees Absolutely. here and, and, and be that way. What? what I So I haven't. I guess I haven't paid close enough attention. What, so the first year under the WIAA, what's that going to look like? I mean, is it going to be the Bay Valley? Or yeah, it... good,
1: good question. So you have conferences, right? right. But kind of like football, independent, you have sections. So there will be two sections, Section 1 and Section 2. They divvied up uh, all, the, all the traditional Bay Valley teams are in Section 1, plus a whole bunch of teams from down south, Milwaukee, et cetera. And then you have a Section Two group, um, which is a bunch of the traditional powers. You know the Wanakies, the you know those guys um, down there, and yeah, they're gonna have, they're, every team in the state's gonna be uh, eligible and 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 go find a spot and play.
2: So your your uh, actual conference schedule though, what what's your what's your schedule look like? Are you playing everybody in?
1: So I I so for for example for us um, we're I mean. Just sheer economics and ease, we're going to play, you know, almost everybody up here, Pulaski, Bayport, De Pere, um, Oneida, which is so special and so awesome that I get when I I, when I moved here, I did not know there was, you know, Native American population playing lacrosse. I I died, thought I died and gone ahead. It was just awesome to to meet those guys because, I mean, they gave us the game. Right. It's Native American game. Right. Right. And and. So we have them, um, and then Kimberly Appleton, uh, Nina, uh, Wausau, uh, and Pulaski uh, is, is playing uh, uh, varsity. Uh, Rich Thompson's done a lot of work up there. So we will play. I mean, it's kind of a transition year. Uh, and, and to be honest, we're still figuring it out a little bit in terms of like how we take care of all conference and things like right. that. I'm sure we'll, we'll get through it. Um, and I think next, I think the the athletic directors and WIA kind of watch want to watch a year of how does the sport operate uh, as as much as they can without you know doing any major surgery. But really, at the end of the day, you're going to have your conference play. But what really will matter for the playoffs is your sectionals. Sure. Right, to go okay. into WIA. and uh, yeah, every coach's goal is going to be as a high get as high a bit as uh, high, a, high a seating in your sectionals. As you right.
2: Can. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, everybody's trying to grow the game. Do you envision with with now being a WIAA sport more high school teams? I mean, you know, maybe Menasha, maybe you know. I've, I
1: I certainly hope so, Joe. I, I think uh, there's a lot of tea leaves that uh, send you in that direction. I love the fact that the girls, um, the girls' team for that had traditionally been run out of Appleton is actually being run out of Hortonville. Okay. So I, I hope to see a polar bear team here in the future. I think uh, there's some other co-ops that could, you know, spread. I mean, we want, I, mean, I, was, I think one of the complaints in the past has kind of been, well, you got these co-ops and they're hard to manage. And I think that's the trick is, is to, once you get enough kids and the WI has got rules around all this stuff, that you, if you've got, I don't know, X number, I'm not one of these people that knows all the rules, but. Uh, Once you have X number of kids, then you should have your own team, right? You should have your own high school team, right? Um, And that's what's going to make it stronger as we move through it. And God bless, like I said, Ryan McGinnis gave his advice. He said, go pure Kimberly. And, you know, it sounds like, oh, you're making a super team. And yeah, I suppose that happens with co-ops. But in reality, you're not a big footprint at any one school. Right. When you got five kids from this school and eight kids from that school right. and nine kids from that school, whereas we have got Kimberly, I have fifty kids playing guys and you know maybe forty kids playing girls. We have a footprint in the school and we're really right. part of the fabric of the school. Right. Which is what you want. Right. Right. Yeah,
2: that makes sense. Well,
1: so I, I think I, I think yeah, you're going to see more of that. I think um, for sure. I mean, I think WIA legitimacy added to it. I think the costs in some cases and that's a varied story um you know uh, there's been schools that for years they've been getting their officials and transportation paid for um there's other schools that have not and that's not going to change under wia so i think there's a spectrum there but to the extent that you get the fields you get the facilities kids can weightlift, train all that stuff it's all going to point in a positive direction no absolutely which i think is really critical cuz i don't want i personally and even though i've been involved with club for years i don't want i want high school to be the dominant thing and club to be the complementary for kids that want to play more for kids that maybe want to go to college but there's only so many kids that want to go to any sport to play in
0: college right right so do you think that i mean you mentioned this before that the the club always had that you know, oh, it's just a club. But now that it's WIA, can we – do you think you'll get more buy-in from other coaches, from other sports? To- Absolutely. I yeah. think
1: – you know. And, and one thing Ryan did, which was great, is he kind of – he said, guys, just act like you're WIA, which means yeah. follow the code of conduct, right? Do participate in the school like the other clubs do so that when you do become WIA, you're, you're part of it. Um, and at, at Kimberly, I mean, the place is, is uh, I'm very fortunate. And again, I, I felt like I needed to, to go there cause I wanted Kimberly to be good. The, it's like, we all meet in the weight room. We all meet in a good culture. We all meet in the, in the, sp- uh, speed, strength and agility, um, and, and good sharing of athletes and, and that kind of thing. And yes, as another federated sport, it's helpful to be on an equal footing. Right. Mm, so I yeah. think that, that makes a difference. So, yeah, I'm excited that that we're doing that. I'm really excited to have our first year for sure.
2: Yeah, now we need good weather.
1: Little stuff, like there's media day. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And I got some really exciting players. I mean, I got some, oh my gosh, I got some really good, uh, really exciting players. Cody Oberman, who we're talking about, uh, never played, uh, filling up the goal. Uh, uh, Jack Slidke uh is just uh he he you know people ask me about east coast he went out and played in lake Placid which is like one of the top tournaments uh he played on my son's old travel team and he had a hat trick and and a thing and i went to the coach after the game i said what do you think he said He's pretty good he's from wisconsin i did they had this roster was like all upstate new york kids all long island kids and one kid from kimberly wisconsin Jack State,
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh we got some really good uh Kids coming up, young kids, uh, freshmen yeah. coming up from the youth program. So, yeah, we're, we're excited.
0: How does uh, Lawrence adding lacrosse, how do you think that's going to help the uh, Valley as far as growing lacrosse as well?
1: Well, I think it's great to have, you know, Lawrence, like um, we're working with Mikey, and I hope I can pull yeah. this off, to have him come help coach our youth coaches. Oh, yeah. Uh, like give them and, and, and help coach us, right? I mean, I have this day job. Uh, which is fun, but you know, he doesn't, his day job is lacrosse, right? So it's, right. it's great to have some some uh, pros like that, it really right in our backyard. I mean, we had we had a Marion a few years ago right? Uh, and, and, and that's been helpful, but this is right in Appleton. So, uh, so I think it's great. Um, we're trying to figure out how to, I don't think we could get it done this year, but hopefully in the future, we're trying to figure out how to game, get games in the Bonta Bowl like we've had yeah. before. Uh, Joe probably remembers uh, Owen playing there against us. I mean, that was a that was a war yeah. uh, a couple of years ago.
2: They I always know, are. Owen
1: should have been in the penalty box even more, but we won't go into that now.
2: <laughs> the sin <laughs> band, those damn <laughs> refs! I tell you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> growing the game, and I mean, it's it's exciting, but I know you need coaches, and and obviously we need officials, and I don't know how you get more oh, yeah. people. I don't know how you get people involved in it because that that really is, that's the biggest hurdle, isn't it? Is, is there's just, there, there's not enough coaches, there's not enough yeah. officials.
1: I, I think the trick is um, for me anyway, and maybe it's just the way I am, I just go ask people for help. There are people out there that want to help, yeah. but they're not sure if they can. So I just go, hey, can you do this? Maybe they say no, but if, they might say yes. And, um, You know, I felt it was important that Kimberly contribute to the, you know, the ref pool, the officials. pool, And we've got I know at least one or two doing um, doing uh, uh, girls and one or two doing guys now. Yeah. And of course, I've officiated a few when I'm still coaching, which is weird. But I try not to. um, Hopefully that's not going to happen this year.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, but it speaks to just the state of I mean, if if you didn't officiate those games, those games don't get played that's it's, they don't get paid. that's the that's harsh reality exactly right. for sure yeah there's been a, Nick, a lot of Nick's
1: doing a good job so yeah, yeah
2: absolutely no there's been a lot of great kimberly parents that have stepped up to to try officiating some have stuck with it some haven't but uh, it, it is yeah. fun to i mean it is a great way even if you just did youth uh, you know maybe, maybe it's a little less pressure yeah. doing youth and and, and just it, it's one it's a it's how I learned lacrosse. I didn't know the first thing about lacrosse till I started officiating. It's a great way to just learn it. And, and I don't know. I, I, I've i always liked the conversation with, you know, with, with my with Owen. We can talk lacrosse on just a, I don't know, a different level than just a normal yeah. parent, you know, father-son relationship, I guess. it's I like yeah. that. Yeah, because you've been on the field with him. Yeah. Me. Yeah.
1: It's fun. And you know, Joe, I mean, it's fun. I, you know, my my lacrosse priorities are, are playing, right. I still like to play even though I'm really old
2: and you still Um, do play
1: and then, and then coaching and then refing, and then board meetings are like way down, but I know they're necessary. So (laughs) um, it's, and and God bless everyone who's involved in all different ways. I mean, you know what it takes in any of these sports, Uh, you need someone to handle the finances. You need people to, um, you know, run the fundraisers and, and things like that. And, it, you know, if you ask people, I found, you know, at least in the Kimberly community and certainly when I was at Appleton, people step up and help. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Wisconsin guy by choice. Yes. You know, everybody you have on is like, oh, I grew up in wherever. And I'm like, no, I grew up on Long Island, man. I, I moved out here. I really like it out here because... I still, you know, there's still part of me. I feel like I moved to the 50s. Yeah, you know,
2: it's great. True Midwesterner, Roger. <laughs> True Midwesterner.
1: Yes. By exactly. uh, well By choice. Yes, Joe, that's right.
2: Choice. <laughs> well, you, you brought up an interesting thing. Your your playing days, your playing days aren't over. You you have an interesting playing schedule through the year, don't you? You play in a couple of special so, tournaments every year.
1: Yeah. So I uh, there's uh, there's believe it or not there's old guys lacrosse, um, and you can play in a 50 Plus division of 55, a 60, 65. And this year they started 70. Oh, nice. Uh, so, yeah, I know. Can you imagine, right? It's, it's, uh, we're, they're not moving too fast. Okay. But we're playing the game. And uh, I think it's just a sign, a sign of the times. Guys want to stay involved. Um, when I when I play, so there's a big tournament in Lake Placid. There's one out in Bale, Colorado. There's one in Florida. Uh, it's actually next weekend. Um, and it's a blast. And what, what's great for me is I get to connect with all these coaches because most of the guys are coaches or high school coaches or former players. I mean, Dom Starja, who was my coach at Brown a million years ago, went on to be one of the winningest coaches ever. He still plays. He still plays. <laughs> he's uh, he's older than me by I don't know five, six, seven years. So it's pretty amazing to see him out there. Didn't didn't you? I'm a youngster, man. I'm still in the sixties. <laughs> you can still
2: score, though. I see the video. Still throw it. Get yeah, I had, a,
1: I, had a, I had a hat trick uh, last yeah. summer. I was tearing it nice. up, So, yeah, no, it's fun. And that's, you know, I, I think that's one of the cool, uh, you know, you, you play football, when you take, I mean, I, I took my last pad football pads off uh, up at UMass on a, one of the coldest days I've ever played a sport. And that was it. You know, you're done. I mean, you can play touch football. You can play, but you can't really play a sport. Whereas lacrosse is a sport where you can keep playing. Right. You know, you can play yeah. club. You can play men's league. You can play all kinds of things. And uh, it's guys still do it, which is fun. Yeah. I just like playing guys my own age out here. I have to play with, you know, guys way younger than right.
2: me. Right. Right. <laughs> No, that, that is true. I, I I It is fun to watch the older, even the, the college kids come back and, and play. Like, you know, the old classic pickup football games, they pick up lacrosse games. Yep. Fun to watch for sure. Yep.
1: Uh, well, Kate, I, I see Casey Powell playing in uh, Lake Placid, and it's un- unbelievable. Right? It's like unreal. You know, like,
2: holy Well, And cow. his speed it's... lacrosse, too. That's kind of, that. that's pretty cool as well. well
1: Yeah. You just play anywhere. Yeah. That's a great, I mean, box lacrosse too is growing. Right. And, and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, we now all have the Olympics in our future, which
2: is absolutely
1: 2028. We're going to have the lacrosse in the Olympics in a version called sixes, uh, which is going to be just, I think a boon to the sport because it's a very, of course I'm biased, but I think it's a very visually uh, appealing game on TV and uh yeah. they're just flying around and, and to see the athleticism well you I mean I, I always wonder what people think when they see the top 10 they see you know top 10 on Sports right. Center and they see a couple of lacrosse players in there it's like holy cow yeah they're that's, I mean, it's an athlete sport. There's no doubt about it, whether it's girls or guys.
2: Do you so. envision, I, I I don't know, you, you know, I maybe, ex, I don't even know what the right, what I'm trying to ask, but I guess maybe to add excitement to lacrosse, you can see it in the PLL. They changed the dimension of the field. They added the two-point shot. You know, they made I I don't know, maybe a little more like basketball-ish kind of, or just more. Do you see the, the sport evolving to that at the high school level, or is that just going to be more professional? Yeah, I,
1: I, I well, there's always been a certain amount of trickle down. Um, I, I, I mean, lacrosse. Like I say, it, it, to me, at the end of the day, if it has a ball and a stick, right, and some physicality, it's lacrosse, mm-hmm. right. And and um, that's the way the natives gave us the game. Uh, and it's been evolving ever since. I mean, there was a big rule set put down in the 1870s, and that's roughly what they're you know what we call field lacrosse today but there's many disciplines of the game they all still come back to a ball and a stick and being athletic in some right. way i definitely i think i think high school will stay high school will stay field uh, 10 on 10 what's going to be interesting is to see the evolution of box lacrosse in the us over the next you know 10 years or so because everyone's realized hey man those canadians and and uh, natives are pretty good at field and they got good because they started playing right. box. And box yes. for folks, you know, on the you know uh, out there um, in the podcast land, uh, it's it's a smaller version of the game five on five played on a hockey rink with a floor, and a goalie who's all padded up looks like a Michelin <laughs> Man. It's much harder to score, but the players and the kids get many many touches. Yeah. So instead of you know, if you have ten kids, there's only one ball. Well, now you have five kids in one ball, so that you get twice as many touches. The ball doesn't go out of bounds, and uh, I, I love ball sports. Uh, I'm kind of biased towards field. I do like the aspects of field with with the, the defense and the poles, and I I, I like both. Right. Um, I'm a field guy first. I started playing box. I started playing box on a tennis court. So after we did the gym class, the coach said the. Gym teacher said, okay, you guys are all playing box across after school. So we did, <laughs> which was basically playing on a tennis court, freezing our butts off in January. Sure. Or
2: so. <laughs> no, I love box as well. I've always liked the league. The high schools play in you know, November and December up in Green oh. Bay. And I always felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that could be bigger yep. and more exciting almost. That's a great, great sport.
1: Our, our kids love playing. Sure. I mean, our kids – I don't know. Kimberly, we – they won. We won the championship. <laughs> nice. Again, beat Appleton. I'm sorry, Ted, but yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, okay.
1: But it was it was a one goal game, from what I heard. I wasn't there. Uh, and and the kids have a blast playing it. You know.
2: Um, well, the biggest problem up here, it's a lack of space too. I mean, there's only really one, maybe two spots that you can play, and and yeah, it's it's yeah. hard to it's yeah, it's yeah. not a lot of space up here to play.
1: Yeah, you gotta you gotta be inventive. Um, I think uh, and and play all different versions of the game. Like you said, speed lacrosse, you could play on almost any surface Uh, box. You can play, you know, like they have an emporium. Uh, And then, yeah, field. I mean, we played our first game. I think we played, uh, what would we play? Uh, uh, Down in, uh, down, down South, uh, early March last year. And it was 19 degrees and it was blowing snow. And I'm like, (laughs) the parents are going to kill me. Like we went forward with the game and I'm like, yeah, but we got to play. What are I going to do? Right. We got to play. We, we took the bus ride down there. and Yeah. Waukesha. So, it was Waukesha.
0: Yeah. So speaking of the Southern part, the Southern part of the state has just had lacrosse a little bit longer than up in the Northeast yeah. Wisconsin area. So yeah. They're just, they've had it longer. So they better youth programs at, the, I mean, longer youth programs,
1: I think bigger, uh, okay. bigger numbers just distill more talent. Like Waneky, yeah. for example, I mean they've got a ton of kids Absolutely. playing youth. Kettle Moraine, same story, um, and I think it's just a matter of time uh, till you know till we get there. Um, and I I, I, uh, I, I mean Hudson was in our conference as a whole right. other deal because they're out out west and they won the state championship last year. Yep. So um, but I could see. I mean, the, the sport started with Appleton winning the state championship. You know, within the first three, four years. Yep. So you know, and uh, I, I don't know how long I can stay at Kimberly unless I win a state championship, like all the other coaches do. So
2: <laughs> clock is the clock <laughs> well, is you ticking.
1: Hopefully, like Ryan will Ryan will give me a little time. You know,
0: <laughs> but I, I know you know the Kimberly's, Nina's, and Appleton's youth programs. I, my son's a freshman this year. Last year, you know, they, they go down to those McGuanigo and they, yeah. they all compete now. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like you know, we're gonna go down there and get crushed. Yeah. They're competing just as hard well, as anybody else.
1: That first team, you know, thank Chris Green, the first team that I had at Appleton, and we went down to U fourteen, we played Kettle Moraine, we beat them. Uh, We, You know, it was like that team where I I couldn't, I I felt like a genius. I couldn't lose with that team, you know, because Chris had trained them all up and then we had some more athletes and pretty soon I was like, man, these guys are good. So, (laughs) but yeah, there's nothing in the water down South. I think it's just a matter of time. I think it is a little, there's a little bit of a field availability thing maybe, Okay. you know, Uh, but I think we're, People are solving that in different ways.
2: Roger, you truly are becoming Midwestern, or your pronunciation of water is more Midwestern.
1: Oh, my God. Don't tell my kids.
2: It's no. My son was out here
1: and he's like, Dad, can't we get a real bagel somewhere? I'm like, Nope, sorry.
2: How's the pizza here? Let's not go there, Joe. I'm trying to be kind.
1: It's okay, but it's not. You know, <laughs> watch the opening scene of Saturday Night Fever, Joe. Yes, right? you know? yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So, did you when you were growing up? Did you play any other sports besides? Yeah, sure. I, I played
1: football. baseball. I played. I, I had to make a decision in tenth grade. I was still playing Babe Ruth baseball. Okay. And playing lacrosse at the same time, and so that was one of those deals. Like I had to make up my mind. I played football. I uh, yep. played roller hockey for my football story is really weird. I played no organized football. I'm like the reverse of all the kids out here that have, I imagine have this argument with their parents at some point. I was playing lacrosse and I did not play football. And my okay. dad was an old football guy. He played football. And my dad was a really good athlete. My dad had played football. He played semi-pro football while he was playing high school football. Cause it was the depression, all kinds of stuff. Right? So we had a dinner table argument It's like, yeah, playing this lacrosse thing, whatever, you know. And finally, I said, all right, that's it. I've had it. I am going out for football. And so my junior year, having never put football pads on, I started playing football. But I had played a million games in the street and a million games of pickup. And I was starting wide receiver running back in two weeks and then I, I got recruited to play Ivy League football anyway, for what that's worth. Wow. Um, so I always say, you know, the law, I was telling my players the other day, I said, the, this whole play date thing is a nightmare, right? You guys should just go play. You know, right. I, I, I who needs to, the kids today think parents have to organize something to play. I'm like, no, just go play. That's all you got to exactly. do. Just go play. I, I I might be just barking at the moon on that, but I, I think that's where you get good. Yeah. That's where yeah. you, at any sport, Michael Jordan, wh- whatever sport you want to pick, the kids get good by playing, you know, with their friends. That's so true. Think, we we
2: Tash, remember we asked, yeah. you know, like Ryan Borowitz and, and some of these athletes we've had, they just shot hoops in their driveway. You know, literally, I mean, Borowitz yeah. calls this place the driveway because that's how he got good at basketball, right? Just taking shots.
1: Yes, I and love it- that interview. Yeah, and he probably had buddies come over and play two-on-two or, or two-on-one. You got three. You know, lacrosse, basket. By the way, lac- lac- lacrosse, Naismith. Now, I've got got someone to conf- confirm this for me, but Naismith watched lacrosse to invent basketball. And that's why the two sports are so similar. People say, isn't lacrosse like hockey? And I'm like, yeah, it is. There's some of that same physicality. But in lacrosse, yeah. you have the ball like you do in basketball. Yeah. And that's right. why you have picks. You have a pick. I mean, it, it, the whole game is pick and roll yeah. now, right? And all that and and this two sport, it's not, it's not uh, surprising that the two sports are, are very much in line. Yeah. And to hear I loved his interview. It was great. I mean, you don't you you do not get good at basketball by dodging cones. Right. You get, you yeah. know, like you're right. Right. You get good by faking out other humans. And it's the same way in lacrosse.
2: Yeah. Stick uh, yes, skills. there's
1: some value to shoot. You know, you gotta shoot, right? And you gotta practice your skills. And lacrosse, it's wall ball, and basketball, it's the driveway, right? Yeah. But you have got you've got to play with and against others. Yeah. Um, and can I can I go on a diatribe here okay. Joe, for a second? Go away. Okay, <laughs> so I will give you a little hint into how I think about things. This crazy U.S. fifteen billion dollar sports culture we have that thinks Johnny has got to play three sixty five the same sport against <laughs> only the A players in that sport. Right. Is wrong, 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 and it's why we lose to Costa Rica in soccer, <laughs> right? Because yeah. they don't play. In the, when you play in the street, there is Johnny and Bobby who are really good, and there's Billy and Susie who are okay. And and you try things. Yeah. You cannot. Tr- you do not try a BTB in lacrosse unless maybe you're playing against. Uh, a kid who's not as good, or it's a more safe environment. There's a guy I listened to, he's actually a soccer guy from Minnesota who runs a program called Joy Joy to the People, where he talks about a concept of underloading and overloading. So overloading is let's take all the best kids in the state of Wisconsin and go play all the best kids in the state of Minnesota. Those kids are all overloaded all the time. Guess what? They don't get creative. They don't try new things. They have a tremendous fear of failure the whole time they're playing. Underloading is when you say, hey, let's mix the kids up. I I had a practice. I still will never forget it. I mixed youth kids, youth 14s, and Drew Lawrence. Uh, Drew Lawrence was one of our best players, and I think he threw his first behind-the-back pass in that kind of crazy just pick-up game because it was a safe environment. Guess what? He started doing it in varsity games, right? Because (laughs) of that, because he had a chance to underload instead of overload. But this crazy culture we're in is Johnny's got to be on the triple A team or whatever, whatever. And yes, there's nothing wrong with having a component of that. But Johnny needs to be able to play one with his friends locally in his community because one he gets a chance to do something right Th- yep. that he may not have tried on the field before two because he gets to be with his friends and be socially part of his community that he came from and three it's actually good for his game the parents don't right. want to realize that because they oh johnny's got to be on the a team a AA, triple a whatever whatever no it's just not the way it actually works
0: um you know anyway all right i'm off no i so like it. no i i i agree with you 100 we We've lost all creativity. I mean, and we turn the kids
1: everything's out. Everything's
0: structured, so yeah. structured. The kids are like yeah. little robots out there. Absolutely. Yeah. You
1: talk.
2: Amen. That's what
0: I love about my my son's only been playing lacrosse for I think this is his fourth year, um, but th- they just go out and, and th- he he played his first game without practicing when he was yeah. uh, twelve years old. Sure. Yeah. No, you're going out. You're going out and playing. <laughs> and he's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah absolutely
1: so that's what Probably. i love about
0: about it yeah. just you, you get a stick in a kid's hand and they're going to fall in love with it
2: amen amen they're going after it you mentioned it roger i mean that, that failure component and we've asked this question of people i mean that fear of failure is just so real and powerful and, and but it's the best way to learn how, how do you handle yeah. failure i mean what, what is your i and i'm well, sure you I, handle it I in mean, different ways with players and just personally as well
1: I, 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 you know, I, I tell the kid and, and, you know, you're at the other end of the telescope when you're my age. Right. But, um, I, I I love what coach Jones, right. Who's, you know, Kimberly coach for years does leadership. And and he wrote a book, right. It's called the fear, you know, the two thieves, right. And the two thieves are, you know, fear of failure and fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. So I tell the kid, I try to tell the kids, we try to build this culture. It's like, guys, when you join our team, I can take care of the second one. We are going to take care of the second one, which is you. Do not have to fear to be judged. Like if you fail, you fall down, whatever. That's fine. You know, you've got to be in charge, and you've already taken a big step because you tried this new sport called lacrosse, and 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 so you, you you've already said, hey, I'm not afraid to fail at least trying something new. And guess what? So many of those kids, like I've had two. I, I had a kid senior last year, he graduated he said, coach first practice. I was miserable. I was just miserable, but I said, all right, I'm going to go back the second day. And then he was, then he just started having fun, you know, and you got to get over that. I think anything in life, you know, if you want to stay, say you're an accountant and, you know, and, and, and that's fine. If you want to stay in your lane and be an accountant, but when you, you know what, when you try something else, that's when you, and you that's when you really grow. And um, and 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 get uncomfortable, um, you know. That's where that's where you're going to grow in life. And I think sports teaches so many of those lessons uh, when they you can try and fail, um, and then and then work to get better. Right. Um, yeah. I think the kids, this social media deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The kids, the kids are constantly comparing themselves to each other. Yeah, you know, and or what, so whatever the standard is out there in some weird universe called the Internet machine. And the only thing they should be comparing themselves is to themselves yesterday. Am I one percent better today than I was yesterday? And if we can get them to do that, um, I think we're in a better place.
2: No, I agree. And for any adult that wants to truly fail, just become an official. You'll, you'll fail. Yeah. instantly.
1: <laughs> I agree with that, Joe i agree i didn't have my first game oh my god i i had coach marsh on the sidelines and i called the wrong color man i went over <laughs> like yeah i went over there all right with number 33 white two minutes slashing he goes white. are you out of your mind I'm, oh geez you're right it was yellow okay i'm sorry
2: <laughs> it's amazing how you can forget a color in four seconds isn't it roger and that Time oh my frame, gosh. people don't realize yeah,
1: that way. It was the, my first game. I hadn't refed in like 30 years, and my first game was like this chippy affair between Appleton and, and Notre Dame or something. I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> no.
2: yeah, lacrosse can definitely get chippy, that, that's for sure. As an official, but it's one of the reasons I like yeah. it, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you gotta,
2: gotta control
1: right. it, right? You know, um, yeah, which what the kids like the physicality, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, the worst first, you know, one of the things I've learned in like when it's a kid's first day is don't just focus on the stick and the ball and the catching and the throwing. Cause that's hard, but every kid can play defense the first mm-hmm. day, right? Every kid can, can box a kid out, um, and, and feel good about that. And they like the physicality. Kids like the physicality yeah. of lacrosse. It's not for everybody. I totally get that. But, um, you know, if kids have certainly wore a helmet in another sport, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna feel fine playing lax.
2: Plus, the lacrosse helmet the coolest helmet in the game, in, in all games.
1: Absolutely, Joe. <laughs> but you can't, you got to look through the that's top right. bars.
2: You taught me that. I tell
1: okay, if you don't look through the top bars, Natasha, make sure if you're not <laughs> looking through the top bars, we got two problems. One, the ball can come up and hit you under the throat, and that's a problem. But yep. two, you're never going to get a date. We call it no, that two-bar syndrome. Yes. You know, you don't I don't know. Have that. You
0: My son's that. told me all about that. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's so, so funny at Here's youth. the question. Go ahead, Tosh.
0: <laughs> here's the question for you. Um, so looking into the future five years from now, yeah. what do you want to see or what you hope to see in this Fox well, Valley area I or in lacrosse to- period?
1: Well, I think in lacrosse and certainly in Fox Valley, I mean, I'd like to see, you know, we're starting out here with 40-ish teams, I think, in the state. I mean, I'd I'd love to see that grow to, uh, you know, 60, 70 teams. And I think that's what's happened in other sports that have become federated, like Minnesota, uh, where lacrosse has become federated, Minnesota. Um, The difference, some people compare lacrosse and hockey, but you don't need ice, Right. Ice is a you know that's man God bless the hockey people trying to figure that out that is not <laughs> easy right and the cost that that drives um, so I I would like to see that and I'd like to see the Bay Valley be part of it um, I mean I think there's I go to and you guys I don't know I go to football I go I go to football games I go to volleyball games I go to hockey games I, I love watching high school sports I've been to wrestling. Um, I like to watch my players in their other sports, you know, really, really a fan of this multi-sport deal. And, um, when I look at some of the other schools, man, I mean, uh, man, let's go. Um, they're part of a co-op, I think now, uh, Hortonville polar bears. Well, I I could get an awesome helmet out of that for sure. Right. (laughs) So, uh, I, I just think it's, it's ripe. I, I hope one day, um, you know, north, uh, north, uh, east, west, uh, maybe there's, you know, one at each. Who knows? Uh, we'll see how that goes. It's always been a challenge over time to get going, but I, I think it yeah. could happen. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I, that's why we all want to go WIA. And I know mm-hmm. one thing at Kimberly, it, it, it's certainly, and it's not true everywhere, but it, it's helped reduce the cost barrier right because we don't have to pay as much for field rental and things like that so and you don't want that to be a barrier and i appreciate what you know noosa and and uh, red smith have done over the years you know uh saving one starfish at a time with helping kids get over that barrier which is a great thing we don't i mean i like i said way back when uh thank god for my high school coach he threw me in a car and and said we're gonna go look at colleges i mean i would not have i wouldn't be here right now if none of that happened he wrote handwritten letters to brown to get me an ivy league school and my parents wow. couldn't afford any of that stuff right, right. so uh, i i think lacrosse can be it teaches you lessons and it, it also presents opportunities right so and that's i i really i I, I like to just pay it back that's that's why i do everything i do uh,
2: it's unbelievable what you do roger i mean literally there's nobody i mean the lacrosse people know but maybe they don't know you you're unbelievable how much time you you put into lacrosse in this area it's it's i, I you can't even describe it i mean you, you're out of memorial park with the city of appleton teaching you know kids.
1: <laughs> I've, I've i've had yeah i mean i, I like i say i mean Chris Green started it and I was like the Johnny Appleseed (laughs) after him, you know, just trying to help wherever I could, you know. And um, there's a lot of folks uh, uh, that, you know, just put time into it because they love it and they're enthusiastic about it. And uh, there'll be more over time because like Truett Wilson, is just to pick on one of my 22s, that kid, uh, he's just uh, turned on by the sport. He's coaching wherever he can. He's helping out wherever he can. And uh, yeah. So I mean, there'll be more of those coming. Right. 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 Uh, Luke will right. it's based off to anybody yeah. uh, in, my, in my group. And then, you know, uh, the guys that I know from Appleton, I, I'm sure it'll be the same way. Eckes, for example, yeah.
3: and, and yeah.
1: Uh, Matt Tway and Skip Horman. Oh, my God. I had Skip Horman play for me. What an athlete. Right. Holy mackerel. <laughs> that kid was on that hockey team that won the state championship. and he could do anything on lacrosse field in eighth grade. He made me look, by the way, have good players because they make you look smart as a coach. Right? You just great, you know? just a little
2: pro tip for all you coaches out there, right? Have good players. Yes.
1: Well, there's X's and O's and then there's uh, Janie's and Joe's. That's right. You know, you need the Janie's and
2: Joes. Yeah, You need it. You don't want too many Joe's though.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: i'm glad we got a chance to to talk to you know to chris green and to get your story as well because i mean really you two guys i mean marsh and and espinosa there's been been other guys for sure but but you and chris i mean you guys just day in and day out just bleed and live lacrosse and and i i just to me it's been such a huge I, i i can't believe that it's been a part of my life to you know discover it a little bit later in life didn't didn't have the experience we we Tash and i you know we went to high school together we didn't know what lacrosse was it wasn't a sport here and and to see it grow here it's been it's just such a great sport i i I, i'm like you You can't say enough good things about it it's it's all the sports wrapped into one and it's such a beautiful game so fun
1: and it's and it's we keep the the goals on the ground Mm -hmm. so you could i mean the best player on my son's college team was five five I and mean, this kid could score. Uh, unbel- My son was 6'5". He couldn't cover him because he was too doggone low All to the right. ground. You know, in practice, <laughs> I mean, how am I gonna get this kid? You know, and uh, yeah, it's it's a very inclusive sport. I think because of you, you don't need to be big. You don't need. I mean, it doesn't hurt at some level, but you don't need to be. It's great to be fast, but you don't have to be. If you put the time into that stick, and Chris Green said that too, if you put time yeah. into the stick and you work it, and you want to, I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about it in any sport, if you work at it, you get better, Right. you know? Yeah. And um, and in lacrosse, the the, the stick and the, uh, and the IQ that you get from playing pickup games and playing small-sided stuff and playing uh, speed lacrosse, for example, box, all that, that's how, you, that's how you get good and you don't have to be, you know, 6'5", 250 or whatever. There's it, only so many of those around, you know. I mean, I could be 250, but I'm not, you know. <laughs> probably not a good shape 250 you know what i'm saying joe, right, right. joe who's just a metamorphosis the guy oh my god joe you're so, so in shape although i'm worried about this dreadlocks thing.
2: You got Mid, <laughs> midlife crisis maybe but yeah no that's it's good it's i feel good, good so good you. I, it, I, it's funny uh um, the speed of lacrosse I remember when casey was was up here this was probably before your time, but Nina used to do the street ball basketball. You'd, you'd go down on a, it was a fundraiser or whatever, and you go down there, and yep. the streets were filled with three on three basketball. I would love to see that for speed lacrosse, some version of that. We
1: we talked about it the year, and then COVID hit, yeah. and I think we lost the idea. But we've been saying we'd love to oh, try that. Yeah. Uh, and and we might that I'm glad you reminded me of that because I'll put that on the list. I think that's a great idea to bring back because you just get you grab uh, three four buddies and just like that Nina yeah. thing and play. Yeah, I think that would yeah. be. Oh, that'd awesome. be
2: so cool. And
1: as you and I, I know you're a music fan, so we get some that's music right. in there and yeah, have a great
2: day. Yeah, Thank we you. just talked to Dave Wills. <laughs> we'll get everybody we talked to in the newscast together, and we'll have <laughs> be a heck of an event. There you
1: go. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well,
2: Roger, this has been incredible, awesome. I mean, I we could talk lacrosse all day. Um, yeah. You know, as we sit, middle of January. So I guess real quick, the schedule. I mean, you guys get get cranked up soon, yeah. and, and then the, the you know, yep. right. March, down March set. 11th,
1: first. Yep, March 11th, March first day of practice, um, and then uh, yeah, people start playing games i had the foresight this year after my i almost killed all my parents with frostbite last hmm. year our first game is uh march 23rd in the oshkosh sure Dome.
2: okay <laughs> nice <lost>. that's good
1: <laughs> we're we're playing watertown the oshkosh stones that should be fun that should uh, be and then yeah then it goes you know lacrosse is mostly um you know one one game during the week uh and then one game on the weekend Or two games on the weekend sometimes because we're a little compressed. Right. Uh, That is really hard, by the way. Uh, God bless our athletes that uh, do that. It's be like, hey, all right, you just played Kekona in football. Let's uh, go play Nina in football. All right, good. Let's go. (laughs) It's it's not easy. So, yeah. So then we'll play, and the state championship will be June uh june 8th 9th 10th right in that time frame uh i don't know if they picked the venue yet but uh, they got the playoffs lined up and yeah we're ready to go did i see for me it's like season's coming at me like a oh it comes quick
2: yeah once you get through the holidays here i mean it's you know february is a short month and it'll be here quick
1: Nope. Uh, when's we gotta get to ref training? We had somebody do some ref training, Randy.
2: I know we need. I, I I feel bad not not officiating, but um, and and I know we desperate desperately need officials for sure. It, it's a, I I really I almost liked officiating. I think I do almost like officiating lacrosse a little bit more than football. Football is fun with your crew, but the actual game yeah. and just that that the sport is so exciting. I just I don't know. I can't say that enough. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. That's fun
1: yeah it should be it should be a good year should be fun season and we've got like i said I, I talked on some of the guys i should have gassed up more of my guys but anyway hey guys i'm sorry i didn't gas you up more <laughs> uh, i don't know who else, who else should i have gassed up goalies can't go anywhere without a goal
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah well thank you
0: yeah thanks a lot we appreciate this and i i just want to say appreciate your uh your energy it's uh oh man it's amazing yeah, let's
1: go Thanks, guys, and thanks for what you do. I think the pod, I've been list I listen every week. Look forward to it, and uh, it's <laughs> no, good we stuff. we appreciate and that. I love the perspectives. You know, it's great, like Olympians right in our backyard. All like it's the really great stuff you guys have uh, put out there and put a spotlight on it.
0: all right news listeners uh welcome to this week's throwback Uh, this is something we always enjoy uh we get to look back at the huge amount of interviews and content that the red smith banquet has and this week is a it's it's a cool one and it goes with the packers uh going to the playoffs and uh we have uh nick collins
2: yeah absolutely tosh we have congrats to the packers for sure and Nick, I think, was one of the great, although his career was cut short because of injury, was one of the greatest safeties the Packers have had. I mean, Leroy Butler was was fantastic. Nick Collins followed in his footsteps so much so that uh, one of his first things that he requested was to to wear number 36, Butler's number. So he played a lot like Leroy until he was injured, and, and that that one took a long time and some would argue maybe they still haven't been able to address that safety spot. You know, I mean, Nick, right. Nick potentially could still be playing or would have shortly, you know, yeah. If, if Tom would have played out that, 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 that spot, that position on, on that, that safety was covered by Nick Collins for, for a lot of years and, and it didn't quite come through. Injuries are tough in the NFL, but mm-hmm. man, he was good.
0: Yeah, I mean, so good. It, this is hard to, to think about, but 2008, he led the league in interceptions, returned for touchdowns, and interception return yards. That's pretty crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at no. all.
0: <laughs> three time second team All Pro, three time All Pro. Um, yeah, just a fantastic career. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, cut short, but one of the all time time great Packers. Right. Somebody that. Any Packer fan will remember.
2: Yeah, he was a great one. You you wish his career wasn't cut short, but he, he got the Super Bowl ring in 10. Um, so he and he was a large part of that as well, that that team. So he was um, he was a good one, Tasha. He, I'm going to miss him, but he was great. He came to the Red Smith banquet in uh, 2019. We just um, we just had Chichi Rodriguez on uh, about two weeks ago, I think. Um He was at that same banquet and he was fantastic when he sat down with Dave Edwards and, and really, really had, I know we have said this before, but these guys are amazing. They're they're humans. They have really cool stories. They have really good, they have really big hearts and, and, and that's Nick Collins for sure.
0: Yeah, so get this uh, clip of it on the podcast, but remember on Sundays, you can get the full throwback on our YouTube channel. So make sure you're uh, ready for that on Sunday. You can listen to the uh, the throwback with Nick Collins, and then you can watch the Packers. Yes. The Packers. Yeah. So there you go. There's your Sunday for you. We got it covered.
2: Packer Sunday. You got it. Go Pack Go. <laughs> Red Smith Sports Awards, Banquet Throwback.
1: The Red Smith Award, of course, goes to someone who has made some unique contributions to sport in Wisconsin, and also epitomizes the great values that Red Smith exhibited. Let's give a Red Smith welcome. He is a Packers Hall of Famer and probably would have been in the NFL Hall of Fame too if we'd had a few more years with him. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Collins! So the Packers decide in the second round in
3: 2005. How did you find out about it? Did they, Were you on their uh, radar? I don't think I was on too many radars <laughs> at the time. Coming from a small school, um, especially black college. Uh, I don't think we get overlooked. It's just not a lot of guys come around. But I think now, um, this day and era, a lot of scouts starting to notice the talent uh, that uh, black college have, small schools have. Um, but um, uh, what got me on the radar was I had an amazing career at uh, bethune cookman University. I was able to uh, have 13 interceptions mm-hmm. in a three-year t- um, time span. Kind of the same kind of thing I did here in Green Bay yeah. for the Packers. Um, How'd that phone call go? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that, on draft day. Yeah. So y'all want to know about that story? Uh, it's kind of crazy. Uh oh. Um, on that day, on draft day, uh, I just told my parents uh, I'm not gonna get drafted, so don't worry about it. If I get picked up, a free wow. agent. Um, but I knew I had did great at the combine. I ran my time was great. Um, I did well in the drills mm-hmm. uh, I pretty much I, well in my eyesight I passed all the tests okay. the eye tests. and um, on draft day I was with my friends I told my mom I'm like yeah I'm gonna go to the mall with my friends so I get my parents call they was like come to this hotel to the conference room uh, we have a surprise for you I was like what what I told y'all I didn't want a surprise party because I'm not going on the first date not knowing uh, Green Bay was gonna give me a call on the first day in the second round mm-hmm. after they picked the great Aaron Rodgers in the first round, the 20, uh, what, 25th, 24th pick? Mm-hmm. Something around right in there. And um, so uh, it was, it was kind of um, crazy because when Ted jumped on the phone, he was like, is this Nick Collins? I was like, yes, sir. He was like, well, we thinking about uh, drafting you. I was like, for real? for real it was like yes and probably two minutes later it was like look at the TV screen and before I look all um, my guests that my parents had there everybody screaming yelling I'm silent like uh, I can't believe what Uh just happened Uh Um, and uh, me and Ted and Um, Mike Sherman and um, I think it was, Mr. Murphy, was you on that conference? No. Oh, okay. Mark says no. (laughs) But, um, yeah, we all, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, and. um, And Ted wasn't exactly a ball of lightning on the phone, was he? No, it was, it was. It was one of the dullest conversations that I ever had in my, my life.
0: <laughs>
3: but, I, you know, I'm thankful. I'm blessed. I'm, I'm yeah. thankful for the uh, Green Bay organization for giving me an opportunity mm-hmm. uh, to pursue my dream. So I, I I'll say this. Uh, being a professional, a true professional, you got you gotta to understand the game of football, right? Mm-hmm. So we knew that the Steelers was going to take a shot when it was backed up. Right. In, in their own territory, yeah. and oh, why not? I got one of the fastest guys in the NFL, Mike Wallace. Why not take a shot, trying to get a big play on first down? And um, so we knew that before um, we got the push from the D lineman. I still get a credit to the D lineman because they oh, yeah. what made it happen. Definitely. But I was already breaking towards Michael Wallace before that ball even left Good. Big Ben's hand, just because I knew the formation. I knew the route was coming, that's just a lot of studying and uh, a lot of veteran help understanding the game. That's a beautiful thing there, and if I remember right, that was a cold
2: day, wasn't
3: it? No, it wasn't cold. Did you it know, feel good though? Yeah. You know why it wasn't cold? Do you see that trophy? <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't feel the cold, but uh, after that trophy left my hand, I was like, what are we doing? Why am <laughs> I here in the cold? But that, that's. That right there uh, speaks volumes of the incredible season that we mm-hmm. had. Um, you know, I was able to buy that jacket, that awesome jacket right there, which I still have. Nice.
1: The, uh, I hear Super James Jones.
3: I hear James Jones ran to the locker room so fast he couldn't get there in any time quicker. After, because it was so cold that day. Yeah, it was cold. Uh-huh. Like we was on stage and. and everybody got out they called people to speak and talk about it and I'm like I just want to go I just want to go but no, I think it was just a special moment for us to share that moment with the fans who help us be successful on the field and thank y'all we appreciate it thank you all for coming out and uh, supporting us absolutely
1: before before we wrap I What do you recall? What do you remember most about the day, the hit, everything that would look like an innocuous hit? When I see that thing and I (laughs) see that swing coming out and I see, was it Jonathan
3: Stewart, wasn't it? Jonathan Stewart. He's coming on
1: the backfield, he takes the swing and you're coming. What happened?
3: Uh, A lot of things went wrong at the beginning. Um, I think we missed a few tackles. Yeah. And uh, I was just going over there trying to make a play. Been in that position a thousand times. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, my neck just went the wrong way. and You kind of like his backside, the back, back, back of his back yeah. Yeah. yeah, the With back the of his top head. top of my head. And um, when I hit the ground, I looked to make sure he went down because I was like, I know I ain't missing no tackle. <laughs> and uh, I don't want the coach to get mad at me for missing a tackle. But he ended up stumbling and falling down, and I looked, but I couldn't get up. Yeah. So that was the scarier part of the whole situation, but the funny, the funny part of the whole situation was, as they flipped me over, and the trainers from um, the Panthers was in front of me, yeah. and um, they moving my legs, they checking my limbs, they doing the reflex test. So uh, <laughs> the trainer have my leg, he do the test, boom, I kick him in the face. <laughs> I jump up I said sorry and I lay back down (laughs) so it's a little humor and in the whole process process of uh, that injury so I think that kind of lightened the load for me because I was able to I knew I was able to move and everything was good I gave the thumbs up let every all the fans know let my family know I was okay but um, I think uh, this decision was made was for the best for myself Mm -hmm. and for the organization and for my family. As well. For a while there, though, you've still felt in your heart you could do it, right? Absolutely. I think that's just being on the competitor. Yeah. And um, every football player want to walk away from the game on their own terms. I don't care what professional sport that you, you're in, basketball, baseball, hockey, it doesn't matter. Um, you want to walk away from that game saying that, your farewells the way you want to say, because mm-hmm. as a, as a as a player, you look at look at all your accomplishments and all the things you done did, and you have this vision already of what your speech going to be like, (laughs) like how I'm going to walk off the field and everything. And uh, it it just didn't happen for me.
0: What's Nick
1: doing these days? I understand you have a kid that's pretty solid yourself
3: right now, huh? Oh, man, Uh, you know, I'm blessed. Uh, I can say I'm truly blessed. Um, I'm coaching high school football, which we didn't do so well this year. (laughs) We went four and six. (laughs) Oh, Um, But uh, my youth team, I also coach youth football. Uh, TNU, we do AAU football which two of my sons play tackle football. Uh, my oldest is 11, and the second oldest is, is nine. We was able to win the state title, and we also won, won the national title for 10 uh, TNU. Absolutely. Any regrets? No regrets. Uh, the reason why I don't have any regrets, because I'm here today, Yeah. and I'm I'm, I'm able to speak about what happened about my career and everything, and I'm, I'm able to enjoy my family. Yes. Um, one thing about it, any sports that you play always come to an end at some point. I don't care if you play for one year or 20 years, you're gonna have to say enough is enough at some point. And I think that's why I'm able to, to be I'm um, thankful and, and don't have no regrets about my decision and where I'm at today. And we will never forget that. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate Nick it. Collins,
0: everyone,
1: our special guest at the Red Smith Banker. Thank Appreciate you, it. Nick. Take some pictures here. Take some pictures. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Y'all the best. Appreciate it. <laughs>
0: it is time for that segment, newcast listeners, where we have our forgotten and never forgotten. So we take a look at something we, we want to just space out, Don't want it around anymore. And then that, that one thing that maybe is from the past or maybe something is happening now where you just want it to continue. So Joe, what do you got? What do you, what's your forgotten this week?
2: Well, Tasha, I didn't even realize that I had forgotten this. But did you realize that we, I guess, have we can have earthquakes here and in, in, uh, in our neck of the woods?
0: So as I was, Are you talking to an earth science teacher? I... And it's my lesson that's going on right now. So yeah, I did.
2: I do remember I kind of... that. I do know that. <laughs> I kind of figured that. <laughs> Dumb question. You remember? Know, We're not professionals. uh, <laughs> but as I'm looking at the paper this morning, Tash, I've forgotten Crandon. This yep. is this is a Sunday morning, January 7th. You and I are recording 2.5 yeah. earthquake up in Crandon. Are you kidding? That's kind of I guess you I guess you want that forgotten.
0: It is interesting. I don't know exactly. I mean, usually we have the earthquakes we have in Wisconsin are from the New Madrid Fault, which is along the Mississippi River uh, in the Tennessee, kind of the Tennessee, Missouri area. And that fault is an ancient fault that is like buried by rock and sediments. And that gives us uh, the possibility of having earthquakes. And we felt we've have felt earthquakes in Madison, Milwaukee area in the past from that fault. But um, it's kind of unusual to have one all the way up in Crandon. so i'm I'm interested to see what they come up with once they research that and why. because um, we we don't I don't think we have any faults that run under Wisconsin, but yeah, it's, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what that was caused by.
2: So could the one you said, the one goes up, but through like St. Louis into Chicago, is there a fault? Yeah. So is it's
0: that- a, it's way, it's not in Chicago, but you, the, the seismic activity is felt sure. in Chicago once in a while, every once in a while, it's very rare, not rare, but it doesn't happen a lot on the new Madrid faults.
2: You know, they always talk about the big one is that, just out in California on, on that the San oh, Andreas yeah. that's is that's on the that... San Andreas okay. yeah so the New Madrid fault's not going to be the big one okay now <laughs> you got my question yeah see folks how <laughs> I handled that wasn't totally prepared <laughs> for this segment through a threw a softball to an earth science teacher and there, there you, you there you have it it's it's forgotten but how about you <laughs> Tosh what uh, what's forgotten well, in your world
0: I guess I guess I have to go with the uh, the big one being a teacher is a, another school shooting. Uh, down yeah. in Iowa, um, I just, you know, we we have to do something as a society um, to provide more mental health yeah. counseling for our students and for people in general in the United States. Um, this this has got to uh, got to stop. I mean, it's it's pretty unbelievable how many mass shootings that we have here in the United States. So, yeah, yeah, this that's definitely something I want to forget for yeah.
2: sure. I guess we all do. And we seem like we want we say that all the time. I, I don't know what the answer is. It's it's uh, no, yeah, it happens here way more here than anywhere else in the world. So, you you would think we're smart enough to figure it out, but I don't know. We just can't (laughs) seem to do it. So
0: can't seem to get it together. Absolutely not. No. So yeah, I definitely want to forget that. And uh, you know, obviously, thoughts and prayers go out to those people. You know, one one student lost their life. So uh, yeah, obviously, we have to do something. We have to provide provide people who uh some mental health counseling or do better job of of uh of being there for for people people in general yeah
2: yeah, yeah it's kind of sad actually i, I talked to the kids about it i mean you're well aware of the like the alice training you know we, mm-hmm. we never had that growing up i guess i you no. know in our day what, what the kids don't have now remember the old uh the radiation, the fallout drills. I guess it was very similar to a tornado <laughs> drill. But uh, remember, we, we used to yep. practice those in the in the seventies and eighties. Kind of funny. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Don't don't do those anymore. No, absolutely not. But you still see. I, I always get a kick out of it once in a while. Some of the the older elementary schools in town still have the little radiation uh, placard up on you know a yeah. corner or whatever somewhere on the school. Yep most people still
0: fallout shelters yeah the fallout shelters exactly yep absolutely the day
2: after all right well tasha yeah we we forgot that what now what are we never forgetting
0: well i know you kind of brought this up a few episodes ago ago and you remembered uh pond sports shop yeah but you know i i uh remember another one and you know it just goes back to the the all-around sports stores that were really, you know, those little tiny mom-and-pop places that we just don't have anymore, um, and that was the Gamut Sports Shop, which was located right over by Fleet Farm on Blue Mound Drive. Yeah, yeah. And now go. it is the—I think it's—it's it's some offices for Fleet Farm now, but it was right by the old Fleet Farm, and it was called the Gamut. I think I got my first baseball glove there.
2: Yes, possibly. Boy, there's a great old name. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so that's... yeah, that one just came up. So I was like, you know, kind of miss those old, those little sports shops. I mean, you do so much online now. Yeah. You don't have, you don't have those, uh those little sports shops anymore. And uh, that was a good one. Sports just like ponds was.
2: No, absolutely. And, and they, <clears throat> you know, those end up turning into the places where you just, you, you go down there and shoot the bull. Yeah. You know, people are right. are in and out grand central station kind of places. I, yeah. i miss missed those, those the sports shops and the in the bookstores the little downtown bookstores yep. i miss those places oh absolutely so what do you got joe well tash the one thing i'm never forgetting and my my body doesn't allow me to ever forget it and that that's coffee i just i i love it <laughs> i it's it's the fuel that that drives me in fact i get a headache if i don't have coffee but uh <laughs> the one the one place that's never forgetting, and I, I probably end up getting most of my coffee um, just given my job. And what I do is at quick trip and quick trip, okay. put out their numbers for coffee. Any idea how many cups of coffee quick trips sell in a year?
0: Absolutely no guess whatsoever. <laughs>
2: 46 46, and sixty-five thousand three hundred and twenty-two to be exact. But forty six million cups of coffee in a quick trip quick trip and, and quick star they have 850 convenience yeah. stores located you know we we all know I mean, there's quick trips everywhere um
0: yep absolutely
2: unbelievable 38 million glazers too they sold last <laughs> can't, year can't have coffee without a glazer oh it's unreal <laughs> that, that that company just it's, it's it's really cool to see i i don't know i mean they, they just to me they just do gas stations convenience stores whatever you want to call them right and uh, yeah they t-
0: they do a great job.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, they definitely do. And I, I spend an embarrassingly amount of money in there eating. But that's <laughs> nice. neither here nor there. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's our, what, forgetting, never forgotten Tash for another week? You bets. We pulled it off.
0: Thank you for listening to another great episode of the NoosaCast. We'd really appreciate it if you hit up our social pages, subscribe, like, follow, and don't be afraid to engage. Head over to our YouTube channel to get exclusive content, like the full interviews and speeches from the past Red Smith banquets.
2: for listening to the NoosaCast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so and tell a friend. A huge thank you to Digstown for all the music in today's episode. Catch a gig or find them on Spotify. Help us grow by subscribing wherever you get your pods or sharing the NoosaCast. Follow us on Facebook, X, TikTok, Or Instagram. One of the best ways to help us grow is to leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Northeastern Wisconsin Sports Advancement is a 501c3 organization. Our mission is to raise money, provide support, and bring greater awareness for youth sports organizations in Northeast Wisconsin. We do this primarily through the Red Smith Sports Award Banquet and the NoosaCast. Each year, we give back to the community through three initiatives, the Every Kid Plays Grant, the Gives Back Initiative, and scholarships to student athletes.